0: You have tuned into the Hot Takes Podcast with Lawrence Henderson, aka Boss, and special guest. Be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. Welcome this Friday late afternoon, folks. Uh, I am with my brother, the awesome Kinston Henderson, and both of us are uh, achievements in the speaking realm and uh, glory oh glory be to our Lord Jesus Christ TEDx speakers but uh, the conversation uh, that we want to have tonight is all around racial uh, active racial reconciliation and how do we win having uh, confrontations nec- confrontations necessary conversations uh, moving forward I know some folks, Think when we any anytime we Listen. use the word racial and, and anything related to the word racial, you always want to feel like you get into a confrontation. Confrontation, uh, but you know the way that we want to have this conversation is, and I always say, um, and there's all those good, some really good books out there, Crucial Conversations and um, different things like that. But I always come back to these these conversations are necessary and. Um, Kenston being the, this was act, actually his, his TEDx speech um, uh, topic and his talk and his idea around having, what does it look like to be respectful? What does it mean to lead with empathy and then uh, grow a level of maturity um, in having these conversations? And, you know, me and my background, always talking about leading with our values, uh, and, and before. We, we jump into the racial reconciliation stuff. I, I love how um, us we our background we we are uh, Christians we are believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, but but how people um, and and I love Dr. Darius Daniels Pastor Daniels um, had a post yesterday where he was talking about the theology of it and talking about you know who which Jesus are are you preaching the Jesus in your head or the one in the Bible? And I'm not gonna take his thunder. Go see that on IG, but as in and I'm in my fatigues on purpose uh, as a veteran and I got, you know, some some sentinels up there from the Buffalo soldiers behind me. But as as a black man in American, as a veteran, as a patriot, the reason why I volunteered to serve and the reason why I volunteered to put myself on the line is for people to have freedoms that we experience today. But I am a true believer in understanding that. Um, those freedoms don't look the same for me because of what i look like and a picture is still worth a thousand words and i still fear for my life i don't think first i'm a veteran and the police officer is going to respect me i think about all my brothers and sisters who have to make sure that they remember the talk and make sure their hands are at 10 and 2 and to make sure that they're being respectful and to make sure that their ID is already in their hand and to make sure they don't make any sudden moves i'm all of that is processing but I understand that's not a reality for everybody. And, you know, we have this young man who, and, and shout out to everybody who pushed the movement and um, in, in doing their 2.23 miles today um, and getting outdoors and I run with Maude. Um, and for me, that's disheartening because unconsciously, bro, and, and you'll laugh at me for this, um, and Japri does every time I do it. Unconsciously, but consciously, I wear a bright yellow jacket anytime I go outside to go run and most of my military folks, but out there, they'll, Oh, you're, you're still practicing road safety and making sure people, no, I'm not. I'm just making sure that nobody uh, assumes that I'm not running where I'm not supposed to be. (laughs) That's really what I, I, if somebody rolls up on me, yes, they like he's where he's supposed to be because ain't nobody running outside in that get up. That's going to do nothing crazy. Who wears a bright yellow running jacket in the neighborhood? Like nobody. So I belong here, right? And it's crazy enough. Like I just acknowledged with everything that just happened over the past week. Like I did that on purpose. Like I got a veteran tag on my plate. So if you pull me over, you know who you pulling over. Like and those things are on purpose. And I was very thoughtful in how I did it. But when we talk about active racial reconciliation and we begin to have these necessary conversations, bro, help us out, man. But we're we're first. I want to know how and why you came up with that topic as a TEDx, TEDx talk. But um, let's start there.
1: Listen, 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 listen. So I mean, so it it just really came from being tired of being tired and sick and tired of people being afraid of the topic of race. Um, we all know. Um, that there's racism taking place around the world. Um, it's not just the United States, but it, it, it's around the world. However, we won't sit still enough, sit in a seat of uncomfortability to have necessary conversations of of why it's taking place, of why are we still dealing with this in a 21st century? Not, you know, being afraid to call out our family members our friends our co-workers who who simply are blatant about hate towards another person or group of people based on their skin tone and and so i wanted to put a talk together that would to help people have i call it winning conversations um where you will be uncomfortable at the beginning however you can be more comfortable as you have the conversation the reason why race or racism is such a scary word um to people who have never experienced it yeah Yeah. never had to step out of their bubble to 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 see someone else's point of view And, and that's why you know within the talk it talks about having that empathy being able to look at somebody else's point of view, uh, somebody else's experience more than just yours. Um, <laughs> there's so many people who, who've who gone through, uh, you know, hate crimes or bias simply because of their skin tone. And, you know, but I think people are starting to wake up a little bit.
0: You think? Um, so, so I, I love, I love it that, you know, you, Again, it it always seems like we have to go first right Um, in these conversations, even though that we're more, more times than not, we're not the ones who are uncomfortable um, having a conversation because last time I checked um, regardless of all the skin products there are on the market. Now I can't scrub this off. Um, I, every time I walk out the door, I look like this. Um, You know, my hair might be a little different. The beard might be a little longer like yours, but I can't, I can't scrub scrub the pigment away. And, and for me, it always seems like, and, and, and I, again, I'm, I'll speak for me, that anytime we, you have to have a necessary conversation with somebody, if you're the one leading the conversation, you always invariably, and not, and, and again, I'm speaking in generalizations, you, you try to soften the blow for the other person, right? And you may, I know it wasn't you. Don't give people outs. And I think what, what, what was awesome about your TED talk and, and, and what's awesome that you have those values on, on your shirt is that break down empathy for people. Because in, in these situations, when we begin to have racial conversations, I think people lead with sympathy and not mm-hmm. empathy. Yeah. So, 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 help, every, so help, help educate the people on the difference
1: between empathy and sympathy, so, so I'll just get, I'll just give empathy. So empathy, empathy really takes place when you consciously make a mental shift from being defensive to actually validating someone else's lived experiences. Hmm. It's, it's you validating their, their lived experiences, um, And and you want to know, you have a heart to really want to know why did you have that experience? Hmm. Like you truly care enough to want to Hmm. know that wow, that young man got killed by two grown men as he was jogging his normal day-to-day and you step outside of whatever you're doing at this present moment and ask, why did it happen? Yeah. And listen to someone who may have some, the the news coverage actually going and do the research as we have access to see why it happened. Yeah. So without, listen, without making judgment yeah. Or making up your own story based on your experiences of life, on your bubble in yeah. your bubble, stepping out of your bubble. That's that's what it is, yeah. is: stepping outside of your bubble into someone else's.
0: Yeah, and it, and it goes to and and you you were I think you were about to go there, and in the fact that you say step step out of yourself, right? And and all of us have have this inner storyteller. Right. It's yeah. it's the unconscious bias that we we all lead with, we all survive with it, our experiences, lived experiences to in interactions. And we carry this every single place we go, right? you me and you grew up in the same household, but yeah. you experienced our parents differently. All right. It's the simplest form. We you could be a twin to somebody and you experience the world differently. Yeah. And and again, empathy is holding the space. But also holding the space in a very respectful manner to say, I'm not going to degrade what you experienced, but I also need you to be self-aware and and self-managed enough to calm your emotions, to be able to articulate and communicate why the things you experienced are so jarring for you. And, and why they moved you to make certain decisions. And, and, and to the, these gentlemen's point, right, and you got those patriotic people out there, so let me bust you right in between the eyes, patriotic people. Um, okay. There's still a 1%, now I'll max it out at 1%, 1% of the US population that is serving or has served. So let's be clear, the, again, 1% of the entire population has served or is currently serving. So don't get on this, God bless America and all the rest of this stuff for me. Because last time I checked, nobody rewrote the document and said that I hold these treat, these truths to be self-evident. And I'm still in the category with livestock, but I've served my country and I'm in less, that less than 1%. So be clear, if you haven't put yourself on the line, whether it's civil service, whether it's holding a state office or something like that, where you serve your community in the capacity to actually put some Put yourself or your community in a place for change. Miss me with the patriotic stuff because you will lose that battle every single time. I'm gonna tell you right now. So back to what we talking about, active racial reconciliation.
1: As as I digress. digress.
0: I I digress, right? I I had to pull that back. I had to throw that right out there for anybody who wanted to jump on there and say this is unpatriotic and we don't have all the facts to the case and all the rest of that stuff. At the end of the day, I served so that all people would be treated and respected enough to, to be human. And this is about, this is a humanity conversation. Human. This is a humanity conversation, right? One of the, one of the departments that I served in, we both served in, is called human resources, right? We, we as a job, as a, a mantle that was bestowed upon us as HR professionals, is to think about the people affected by the decisions of policy procedures, or anything that the organization was doing, any action we were taking had to be thought through the lens of the overall body of humanity within that organization. And as we live in the United States of America, are we leading with humanity? Humanity as it pertains to good, decent moral in today's standing, not when I hold these truths to be self-evident, 1776, but where there were still active slaves. Not that not that truth to be self-evident, but today's after the Civil Rights Act and all, all the rest of that stuff, where you're supposed to see me like a human being, a human being, right? And I think that's really what this is all about is the conversation is that we can be literally, me and you as minority men can literally be, the reason why you could pull the trigger so fast and the reason why you can abuse me so fast and begin to creatively flip a switch in your head that you did right was that you don't see me as human and you You see me as something less than.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and that's, that's where a lot of the problem is is that people have that inferior, uh, inferior mindset that they, 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 they say to themselves, my life is, means more than than them. Yeah. Like yeah. where did that happen? When did you get that mindset of you're lesser than me? Where yeah. did that happen? Is that competition gone too far?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um it so so Melissa asked a great question, right? Um who do you address or or how do you address those who, you know, lead with the apathy and they feel like you know there will be no change so I'm not gonna get involved. Um when we talk about active racial reconciliation
1: yeah.
0: um so,
1: go ahead. Yeah so so with any and, and I'll put this on put it like this for any type of change to take place um people one have to want it to happen. Yeah. People actually have to lay down themselves um their their, their uh, bubble again. Got to bust out that thing, and and really want to change. You know, I was I was doing a uh, I was leading a uh, a session on cultural um, cultural awareness, and the question that I asked the the class was, would you stand up for another a fellow employee if um, if the other coworkers were having bad jokes about uh, uh, bad racial jokes, and one person said they would not do it, they would not stick their neck out for someone, and I said, "Well, why is that?" Well, because I, I've done something similar to that, and you know, I was I got in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble. I said by you who? got in trouble. By who? By who? And, <laughs> and the HR person was in the room. And I said, and he said, by who? Well, I mean, I just, I mean, I got a family to feed. I mean, I got I got this to do. I, I, I don't I don't want to rock we the go. boat. There we and go. I said, Are you kidding me?
0: There we go. So so it's these it's these fictitious fears in these fictitious storylines that people are able to help themselves rationalize what is opposite of what they say they believe. And so that's why I love Dr. Darius's point, which Jesus are you talking about? You talking about the one in your head or the one in the Bible? And again, when we talk about humanity, are we talking about today that we are a country that is a melting pot? and has been for a hundred years, right? Let's just do a hundred years. We've been, to, we've been a melting pot and we've had all these different cultures in, in here. And no, when you say that you respect me, when you say that you lead with integrity and you, you want to be collaborative, you, is that just a corporate word or is that who you are? Because last time I checked, you cannot separate and dissect yourself to be different people in different scenarios but people have professionally and personally done that so often that they've convinced themselves that they're good at it in all you are or is perpetrating a fraud and you're you're not authentic and guess what this next generation gen, gen z is watching this happen gen z is experiencing this And the reason why you want to know why they don't want to work for your organization, because they don't trust you. They don't trust you to do and be what you said your wall is saying. And they're going to hold you accountable to your values in the in the first sign that you are going against what you said you were all about. They have no problem quitting you. So don't call me and don't call my brother when you want to try to figure out your 15 million dollar retention problem. Don't call us. Don't call us because I want to know if you call me, tell me every last person with with it, a e something in front of their title is going to be in the room when I show up. Because it's a leader problem. Leader. This is not a this is not an individual contributor problem. This is a leader problem from the top. It inverted pyramid. Turn your pyramid upside down and figure out how your you and your leaders are going to be the resources for your organization to get better. That's really what this is that's, about, man. Be having yeah. a human conversation.
1: You know, that's like when you know diversity and inclusion—the the topic comes up, and and <laughs> it's a comical, it's a comical topic. You know, it's it's starting to get better as leaders get better, hmm. right? Because you 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 remember how when it first came out, diversity came out, it was it was about numbers. Yep. It was it was about getting the numbers. It's still about numbers, man. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Well, again, <laughs> so depending on who the leader is, <laughs> let's be it clear. could still be just about numbers. Yeah, I got you. Right? Because because my whole theory on when I'm talking to organizations mm-hmm. is inclusion has to be there before diversity can thank be. you. Thank you.
0: Thank
1: like, you. Like I I, I I'm coining it now inclusion and diversity. Yeah. Because so many leaders are getting it wrong, yeah. By thinking that, yeah, let's get people in here, and then they just they leave after a month or two.
0: Yeah, I, and I liken I, I liken like diversity to the Pringles commercial where they have the three different flavors, and the guys like I could stack these. <laughs> That's diversity. You you can stack Pringles on top of each other, and you got you a different Pringle right? That's what diversity does for your organization, right? So, so for me, you, you hit the nail on the head, man, with inclusion, right? Because inclusion is, is a human word, right? That means you see me. That means you hear me. That means you value me. That means that you want me to be involved in this conversation. And, and, and again, what, what I like to tell people that, again, some coach, coaching clients and some other folks is, just because you got included doesn't mean that they're going to take your answer every time you're just allowed to come to the table that's all inclusion is being invited to the party and also being asked to dance but also uh like a a friend of mine said it's also being able to to have some say so on the playlist right so you're not gonna make me dance to some some stuff i've never heard before because i can't catch the beat right i just i can't catch the beat so who who came up with this playlist, right? It's like going up to the DJ, and be like DJ, uh, play can you play this? Uh, can you play this next? Can you play the you know you know DMX? I want DMX to drop next, right? And the DJ is like, I got you, I got you, right? It's being able to add, add to the playlist, right? And and I think when you talk about active racial, like I love the word active, right? Because again, I, I'm a huge actions over ideas always win, right? And and again, active racial rec- reconciliation leading you to have winning conversations. Yeah. Winning conversations. Meaning if you're having a conversation that's an actual action. Um, so, so it's one thing to talk about it you put people in a room and then let's put some framework around some things, right? And that's, it's called a theory then you test it and, and it's called, oh, it's a pilot and you. Yeah, man, you, got to, you actually got to put one foot in front of the other, go figure. Um, yeah. But for you, how do, how do we get people to engage? right with with this conversation because again we here here you go folks i'm gonna say it for you out loud we know you're uncomfortable all right we said it for you so we don't need to leave we don't need to leave with that we don't need to leave with that call just pick up the phone and call email right if you don't call you don't want to hear you don't want to hear our voices over the phone yet because you're still trying to work some stuff out within yourself email right We're, we're available for that but how 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 would you start off Take me through a needs analysis, right? I'm the uncomfortable leader in the room, and I said, "Kinston, um, I'm really nervous that you're here right now, and uh, I don't, we don't know where to start. <laughs> where, where do we
1: start? Where do we start, Kinston?" So we, so we gotta, we gotta look at yourself. we we're, I'm, a, I'm gonna hold the mirror right in front of you. What are your biases? What are your biases? We're just going to get straight to it. What are your biases towards people that don't look like you? What has been your interactions with people, diverse people, people who don't look like you, haven't came from the same background as you? Are you comfortable when they're in the room? How can you test that out? How can you test that out?
0: How can I test that out? Yeah, man. Because, because again, in theory, right? Because, again, I'm trying to figure out the, hu- the human in my head versus the human I'm being. Yeah. Right? If I'm trying to figure out the human in my head, like in my head, I'm saying I'm being respectful of everybody because, you, you know what? It's a – you get a cookie because I invited you today, and I thought about Kinston. We need to make sure Kinston's in the room. Mm. So what? how do I – because again, when you talk about diversity, I can invite every diverse person in the room. I can invite women and women. I appreciate y'all for, for being willing to lead the charge in, in a lot of cases across yeah. um, spectrums. Uh, our, lemon, our women are, are getting super educated, but our brothers um, that you know yeah. are priests in the home and, and different things are supposed to be priests at home um, and leading the charge in the community and these other organizations, like how do we, what can you actually, test out in a room like in the moment right what what's your go-to question for people like I, I know you you were trying to lead into it but you didn't want to give it to them and i want you to give your go-to question <laughs> around this this thing like you said uncomfortable that was a cute. but what's your go-to question i know you got a go-to question
1: well, i mean is 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 really getting down to it do you have any racial biases yeah what if they say no they say no then let's let's take an assessment I've taken one. I've
0: taken the the Harvard thing. Uh Uh-huh. And what did it say? I mean, it said what I thought it would say. What did it say? It said, you know, I have a bias, you know, a moderate bias towards, you know, my race. How many black friends do you have? You see, you're not gonna you're not gonna trap me. You're not gonna trap me. I that's that's I heard that on a I heard a comedian say that and I you're you're gonna peg me as a
1: racist if I answer that question. I, I'm I'm just asking because it, it 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 tells a lot. It tells your again your comfortability level.
0: I got you. I got you. Okay. So so you get so you man, you
1: get in the first five minutes, man. You start asking them to break down their assessments and all that. Because here's the thing, because you know, I was brought into a meeting where by a senior leader and they wanted, they said, "Kinston, I want some more diversity. I said, well, well show me your, your current team now. Your current leadership team. Mm-hmm. And everybody looked like that leader. Yeah. And I said, so are you willing to well, make some leadership shifts? Changes. I, say it.
0: I always say it and i'm glad you said it the w word
1: Huh? the w word what w word willing yeah are you are you are you willing to make some some changes in your leadership team yeah so go ahead go ahead ahead, ahead. so and and so we quickly find out they weren't ready to make changes
0: (laughs) so and and i love the reason why i would love the word willing all right, is because that that speaks to where you're at, right? That's that speaks to, and, and I and I love that. Um, Melissa always makes herself available, um, for I- any of these conversations, and, and she's a beast in, in and of herself. So, we got to make sure we, we add Melissa to this next time and yeah. pull her into the conversation because she has a, because marketing background and some other stuff, and she, from a aesthetics side of it, um, she literally can can plug in some other things. But when, when you talk about the willingness of a person to walk down that road of change, it puts them on the hook, right? It puts them on the hook to owe something to the conversation, right? And, and I believe when we talk about the human in our head versus the human we're being, it, it, it goes to what's next, right? And when you say, What's the one thing you're willing to do differently to make sure that this conversation is not being shelved? Because that's the issue, right? We get all hyped up, we get over all ramped over up. Over
1: and over again. Over and
0: over again. We get ramped up for these things, and then we're on to the next post. And it goes silent, it goes cold for a couple months, and then we may, something may pop in a timeline, a memory, and then you go back and check on something. But how do we begin? Because again, this can't, this can't, this can't keep happening, right? It, it At some point, somebody's generation has to stop this, right? And all the social media and all the access that we have today, we're still, we're still experiencing it, right? And so how, to, how do we partner as a community to, to do this the right way?
1: Yeah, so, um, so I just completed the, um, the workbook, the Winning Conversations workbook that, um, that will go along with my TEDx. And in that workbook, the workbook was made specifically for groups, churches, organizations to have these necessary Conversations. And, and so I have a facilitator's guide where whoever's leading the discussion will be able to lead with confidence. Um, they get a call with me to to go over the facilitator's guide, but then they'll have participant guides for their participants when they lead their groups um, and lead their organizations. Um, or, of course, you can call me and I'll come in and lead those conversations, you know, being in. You know working in training and development for over you know sixteen years and yeah. and so forth it's no longer a hard conversation to have for us right yeah. and so but here's a tool right here's a tool where y- you can go through it on your own, you can go through it with a group. The preferred method to go through this is with a group and a group mm-hmm. of people who don't look like you yeah
0: yeah, that's huge man so. So one, I like to you know thank you for for taking that on and taking this topic on, man, and just the courage, man. I was uh, super proud, man. I was a super proud, big bro, uh, watching you deliver this talk and in land land the hammer down on it, um, but also doing the, the work on the back end to make sure people can be you know inspired um, and equipped in it to to do this and do this well. And um, and to Melissa's point, you know, she just made is is that. We we're partners, right? To help you with those those inner conversationalists that you yeah. have, that yeah. that that fear, that that fear of the unknown, that false evidence appearing real of, um, oh, I'm gonna be exposed, and ah, oh, this is gonna be bad for my business. Well, truth be told, if you're hiding who you really are anyway, um, you're not actually being accountable to to your business anyway. So um, either, either stand for something or fall for anything. Right. And, and, and to me, it's, I, I, and I'm with her bandwagon reactions. They're old because again, for me, we, me and you for the longest have been talking about, we lead from our values. If you really lead from your values and you really are ready to do what Jesus did, then you have to stand up and you have to put your action where your mouth is and and really get out here and really be a model of what this is supposed to look like because right now we're having a leg not only a humanity conversation we're having a legacy conversation
1: yeah
0: because at the end of the day everybody who has set the foundations in several layers of it at these organizations um don't know if you know they're getting old and they're leaving and so all the things that you were saying about, well, this is the way we've done it, this is the way, okay, who kept it going?
1: Yeah.
0: Who, who wasn't mature enough to say stop? Yeah. Who wasn't accountable enough? Who didn't have the courage, the courage to say stop? This is not right. This yeah. is the way we need to go, right? And so my thing is, guess what? Less than 1% served in uniformed services in the U.S. and less than 1% own the majority of the wealth in the country. Hmm. It's interesting. So if the richest people are a minority and those in civil service are a minority, it's pretty cool, pretty okay to be a minority. Dang, I am one. (laughs) So for us, like you said, the conversation is easy. It's just a matter. Are we going to come alongside people to help them with these conversations? And yes. so I put my email in this this talk, Kinston. Tell them how they can get a hold of you because people are going to need to access um, us for these conversations. Because again, we we want them to feel okay, right? And at the end of the day, we understand it's right. It's about feeling safe, Um, not only in in your own organization but in your own skin. All right, we. Yes. I'll empathize with you, right? Your skin is crawling trying to have this conversation by yourself. So that's why you invite people to us to the party so we yeah. can help you have these conversations, right? So, how can they find you, bro?
1: So, yeah, so I wanted to do a couple of things if we got time. I'd yeah, go do ahead, man. Go things. ahead. Let's so, do it. So, uh, you can get get in touch with me, Kinston, K E N S T O N, at livewithlife.com. And that's Kinston at livewithlife.com. Get in touch with me and um, I will send you uh, the. Uh, I can, I will, I must statement of commitment. Uh, so that way you can be better advocates uh, for Boom. the human, human race. And, and so uh, I, want, I want to go through those real quickly and it, is, it just simply says, I can, I will, I must stand against racism. I can, I will, I must no longer be silent. You see, because in audible advocacy, feeds your bubbles of privilege and separates humanity instead of unifying it. I know that's a lot. Run that back. In audible advocacy, feeds your bubbles of privilege and separates humanity instead of unifying it. We have got to get out of our bubbles. I will commit to calling out my family members, my coworkers, My boss, anybody who stands up for hate, I will no longer let uh, hate dictate my decisions concerning others, and I will stop making, I don't know what to do, excuses. That's huge, bro. Man,
0: that's powerful. So... As you're re-watching this uh, replay, put a hashtag replay and I will do the edits and add to the podcast. We're gonna throw this up on YouTube and throw the links up everywhere, man. And cut up snippets of it so people can can access you, uh, can get in contact with me. Um, and and my, my sis, social action needs to be consistent as a part of community engagement. And one thing you threw out there um, is literally, we need to now step up and be advocates. We need to be advocates for these conversations, because our youngsters are coming up, and they want to feel a part of something that feels like community. And we are literally ripping away the potential opportunities for them to experience community in a very authentic and safe way because of the things that have been plaguing us for so long because people haven't wanted to communicate and talk about it. So bro, I appreciate you taking this time. Hold man. on, in hold on, private. hold on. One what more thing, don't open it man?
1: off. And so when I said that I will commit to calling out my family and friends and, and whoever, I wanted to, to be specific to my, to my white brothers and sisters. You've got to get in the game. Like, I encourage you. I, I encourage you. I, I nudge you to get in the game yeah. in this fight against racism. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I truly, like, I can't call it out anymore. We need you to get in the game. Yeah. Because, I mean, as we yeah. understand as professionals, uh, speakers, and trainers, when we teaching on diversity and inclusion, yeah. it's usually us. Yeah. Yep. And so, I want to encourage my white brothers and sisters yeah. to get in the game, step out of your bubbles, and choose to run this race with us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll piggyback on that. don't thank thank me for my service if you haven't thanked me for my humanity. That's good. I'm the same person. I'm a soldier and a human. I'm a human first. All right? So all my veteran brothers and sisters out there, we can help them with this. We're a microcosm of what we see in society, and we put our lives on the line day after day, overseas, and come home, 22 veterans a day committing suicide, but they thanked us for our service. We can help them with these conversations. This is, this is our new mission. If you wanted a new mission, this is our new mission. Help our world, help our society in America have these conversations, all right? That's how we, get, that's how we continue to serve. That's how we continue to serve. All right, man, so appreciate you, bro. Hashtag replay. Um, and we'll post this everywhere. So peace, love. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Social distance. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And remember, actions over ideas always win. Be on the lookout for more episodes coming soon.